Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World of Mythbits podcast, and I am your host, same as always, Stephanie Birdie. <laughs> Welcome to episode 28, I do believe. 28? Yep, 28 sounds good. We're going to go with 28. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I've been known to be wrong. Don't tell my husband, but, you know, I've been known to be wrong. So... It's been seven days since my last podcast. Ooh, that almost... Seeing as I'm doing this on a Sunday, and you guys are going to hear it tomorrow on Monday, that almost feels like confession. <laughs> and I don't go to church. Well, not Catholic church anyway. So, yeah, I'm in a little bit of a weird mood. I just... It's... I always watch movies on Sunday. Sunday is my movie day. And... I... <laughs> somehow managed to end up being what we affectionately refer to as bad movie Sunday. And some Sundays have been really, really bad movie Sunday. Um, but this Sunday turned out to be pretty good. I watched some pretty decent movies. Um, I did watch a really, 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 oh, I can't tell you how bad it was. Well, I can, and I'm gonna, cause this is my podcast. I watched a really, really, really bad movie last night. Now, I think they named it what they did to pull people in to actually watch it. Um, it was called Amityville, Mount Misery Road. So, yeah, anything Amityville, I'm there. I'm wanting to watch it. I will soak it up like a sponge. Because I'm a paranormal investigator and stuff like that fascinates me. That whole Amityville story fascinates me. And I say story because there is no definitive proof in the paranormal world. It's very open to interpretation and um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean. I can't think of the word. You have to bear with me because I am suffering a bit from a headache. Um, anybody who happens to live in my area or, you know, Ontario, Canada for that matter, knows what the weather's been like this week. And we had 68 degree weather on the one day. And then in a matter of 12 hours, it dropped 20 degrees and snowed. So, yeah, that was lovely. I'm a human barometer, and my head always tells me when the barometer is changing, and I think it's changing again. Yay! Anyway, back to the movie. So, anyway, I was in. I wanted to watch this movie. And uh, I'm watching it, and I'm watching the opening scene, and I'm thinking, okay, this has got to get better. This has got to get better. Um, no, no, it didn't. It was only an hour and 14 minutes long. So it was an hour and 14 minutes that I'll never get back. But I learned something while watching this very, 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 very low budget movie that you can pretty much shoot a movie on anything and put it out there and yeah, it'll be out there. Slap your name on it and call it done. Because they filmed this entire movie on a phone camera and a selfie stick. And I know this because some of the scenes where she's holding the camera and she's doing her, oh my God, oh my God, this is so scary. Why am I out here all by myself? Oh my God. Oh, yeah, seriously. I'm not kidding. I shit you not. Um, the sunlight is shining on her. So as she's turning, you can see the shadow of the selfie stick and the phone in the selfie stick. Well, then it gets to the end of the movie and I was very thankful. And I'm watching the credits and everything from director to producer to actor to editor to um, music selection, music creation, graphics, sound effects, makeup, everything was the two main characters. So not only did they act in this atrocity of a movie, but they directed it, produced it, scripted it, edited it, did makeup, did sound effects, did graphics, did visual effects. They did everything. Now, every now and again, you would see, I think there was maybe three other people that were involved in this movie. So as the credits were rolling, there's his name, and they're, I'm assuming they're a married couple because it's the same last name and they were fairly affectionate and, and lovey-dovey in this movie. So... Um, at one point at the beginning, I thought maybe I had accidentally clicked on a bad seventies porno movie and cause that's how bad the acting was. So I was waiting for the funky seventies music, you know, yeah, to come in and it actually did at one point. <laughs> But they were in a bar and she was doing some, which this scene in this movie made no sense. She was doing some dance for him and it just, it had no bearing on the movie. It, it didn't fit in, anyway, it didn't fit into the storyline, which 
there was a very loose storyline to begin with. Um, but they did everything and their names were all in capital letters and everybody else who happened to be involved was in, you know, normal case letters, but theirs were all capital. Like arrogant much? But yeah, they did the, so now I know I can take my little iPhone and my selfie stick and I can go out and I can shoot a movie and then I can edit it on my laptop using, you know, Windows Media and throw it out there and I can say I have done a movie. (laughs) It was bad. It was really, really bad. So, and that took me over midnight. So I, I classified that as my bad movie for bad movie Sunday. Um, but today was really good. I watched one, I watched four movies. I watched, um, Regression. And then I watched, now, if you're enjoying David K. Montoya's story through the eyes of madness, um, that cop, rugged, gruff cop, mystery, it's always raining. <laughs> kind of thing. You'll really, really, really enjoy this movie. I know I did. I loved it. It was really good. And it reminded me a lot of his story, his series Through the Eyes of Madness. Um, anyway, and then I watched The Call with Halle Berry. And I'm sorry, Catwoman aside, I really enjoy her acting. She was great in Monsters Ball. Um, I really, really like her acting. So I really enjoyed this movie, and the ending is just perfect. Not going to tell you. You haven't seen it. It's just perfect. So, and then I watched, um, I've been wanting to watch it again, because I've seen it, if I've seen it once, I've seen it a hundred times. Um, but I've never seen them back to back, and I wanted to watch them back to back. It's The Da Vinci Code. I love that movie. I love a treasure hunt like that, like a, a historical treasure hunt. I love it. And I love um, how they blended Christianity and paganism and they brought a lot of the misconceptions in both religions to light and kind of cleared up things in an entertaining kind of way. And Angels and Demons. So I watched Da Vinci Code first, and then, of course, I had to watch Angels and Demons. So I just finished watching those, so that's where the whole... feels like I'm, you know, giving confession in church. So that's where that came from. That was ten minutes of opening as to what I've been doing today. All right, so we had another magazine come out on the 24th. And um, I've noticed that, for some strange reason, normally our votes are on all the stories are fairly, you know, decently numbered and they seem really, really low. So if you didn't get the email or you're not seeing the posts on Facebook or you didn't get a direct link from Dave to your story, let us know. There was a, I'm thinking there was a glitch somewhere because I know um, the emails are set up and the magazine release is set up. And all that is set up to auto post. And, you know, sometimes it auto posts and it goes out there into cyberspace, as you all know, and then just spins around with all the socks that are missing and, you know, the things that you put into the safe place and they never are to be seen again. 
So let us know if you're on the mailing list, which if you're a contributor, you should be on our mailing list, uh, whether or not you got the email. Um, it, putting this issue out this month with everything that I've been going through and everything that Dave's been going through, because we both had deaths in our personal lives. Um, and no, it wasn't the same person. He lives in Apple Valley in the States and I'm in Ontario, Canada. So the odds of us knowing the same people other than on Facebook <laughs> are pretty slim. So he had his own death within his family. And then I had um, three and one just recently. Um, so it was, it was a struggle to get the magazine out and do justice to all the wonderful contributions that we got this month. And I apologize for any errors. Um, I know some of the stories seem like they kind of just stop. That's because to be continued got missed at the end of it. Um, one in particular, Rocco Matthias in But the Chicken. <laughs> I, I love the title of that because it sounds like one of those old Sunday night movie, black and white, um, or 60s and 70s. Uh, oh, y'all know the detective I'm talking about. He had the gruff voice and the trench coat and the hat and, oh, I can't remember the name of the show. <sighs> Quincy. Quincy. There we go. Quincy. Thank you. I feel much better now. Um, it, it had that kind of feel to it for me. And I forgot, as I was editing it, I forgot to put at the bottom of it to be continued. So if you're all, if you've read it and you're kind of going, but what wait i'm sorry mom that's it um part two will be in next month walter i'm so sorry anyway so that uh yeah it was it was a struggle but we did it we got it out there um and our contributors are amazing we get some incredible work each and every month and I want to say congratulations to Molly E. Hamilton for Member of the Month. Um, again, sorry for the mix-up. Yay! And congratulations to my... I don't want to say ex-podcast host. My old podcast co-host. And our past editor for the World of Myth magazine, Mike Lutz. He gave us not one, but two submissions this month. We got a really funny, <laughs> and it's very subtle humor. As you're reading it, you have to kind of remember where the story is set, because you kind of go sit back and go, wait a minute, that's a no-go zone, isn't it? Um... And you have to remember what happened in Chernobyl. And it's, it's really well laid out and it's very, um, it's done in like a writer's blog style. And you don't get 
the joke until the very, very end. And it's just one line and it hits you and it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> that is absolutely, I, I did. I, I, I read and read the story again <laughs> just so I could get to that line again. And oh yeah, that really tickled my funny bone. Um, yeah, I found that I, I love subtle humor. I love dry humor. Um, and that, Mike Lutz's Chernobyl Pizza, which is our featured article this month, really just ticked a lot of boxes for me. <laughs> and then he submitted a very emotional, um, heart-wrenching poem called Whiskey Kiss, which I highly, highly, highly suggest you check out. Knowing what he's gone through and everything that he's been struggling with lately. Um, death has touched him as well. And it's just, it's been really sucky lately, but that poem just, it, it, it comes from a place of pain, but he creates such beauty with it. Um, and since we're in the poetry section, Suzanne Thomas, I missed her last month. Somehow, I, yeah, my bad. So this month we have Thorn Part 2, Cyclops Lair, and it gives a little more into um, the story, and then we will have Part 3 next month. And it's, it's I say story, but it's in poetic verse, but it it is telling a story, and it's it's wonderful. And then we have a newcomer, Gabriella Balcom. And she gave us Mordred the Magnificent and Melina the Marvelous. I just love that title. I really do. And again, it's another wonderfully fantastic fantasy style poem. And then we have the ever lovely Lally Napier. And see, I said Lally, not Lolly. And a heart wrenching poem from her called His, In His Shadow. And reading this, when I read this, I kind of went, oh, yeah, ow, oh, yeah, because I think we've all been there at one point or another. And then we have, um, I'd like to say a Viking poem from Michael A. Arnold, and I'll try not to butcher it. I do believe the title of it is Skald, and it's After Beowulf, lines 1 to 53. And if you know the story of Beowulf and Grendel and you know anything Viking, anything along those lines, you'll really, really enjoy this. I know I did. And then we have Skunked by Copper Rose, which don't be fooled by the title. It is... I found... It... For me, it was a very emotional poem. But then again, you have to remember, it's been an emotional month for me, so anything that has emotion in it is going to hit a spot with me. So I really enjoyed it. Got to check it out. And don't forget, when you're checking out this stuff, um, vote, comment. If you don't like it, you don't have to click the stars to leave a comment, but you can still leave a constructive comment. If I see a you suck anywhere, I'm going to be jumping on you. 
If you think it sucks, say why you think it sucks. Be constructive about it. I'll leave you alone. But if you're just going to be mean, I'm going to come after you. Just letting you know. Don't be mean. Okay. So anyway, then we have one that I think probably will get Mythmaster's attention. Um, if not, listening to the podcast will get his attention. So we have one called The Dungeon Master by Christopher Bice. And I got to say, Chris, you know, you started out absolutely terrified in submitting. And I have seen nothing but great work come from you. And I've seen some of the stuff that you post online as well. And you, everything, each piece that you put out is better than the last. Like you're just growing in experience and talent. And it's, it's wonderful to watch. It really is. Um, I don't know why you were terrified. Again, dude, keep writing because I'm loving it. And then we have chapter two of Prince of Mexico City by Mark Kodama. And that is part of his epic poem. And, um, you will see continuing chapters in upcoming months because it is an epic poem and it's an incredible epic poem. And then we have Kevin Magus, Magnus, our darling, lovable, miserable Kevin Magnus. And Ghost Stories of the 1800s. And I found this one actually um, one of his better. I really, really enjoyed this. Kudos, Kevin. I really liked Ghost Stories of the 1800s. I really did. So that's our poetry section. I know I'm going a little out of order tonight, but (laughs) it's my podcast, so I can. And my computer is being so slow tonight. Okay, here we go. Stories. Over in stories. We have another wonderful Greek installment by Mark Kodama called Medusa. And I think out of all of Greek mythology characters, um, I think I like her the most. I really do. And I really, really enjoyed his take on this story. And then... We had a lovely little surprise. Um, David K. Montoya has decided he's going to try his hand at fantasy. And I'm very glad that he did because he gave us a story that says right at the top of it, if you've read it, um, he wrote this for his girls, Zoe and Lily. And it's called The Missing Unicorn in the Land of the Zombie Fairies, part one. Now, when I saw the title of it, come across my my email I thought oh my god oh I can only imagine but as I started reading it I got sucked in it's really really good I really enjoyed it and then you have um my next installment in the chosen series and I decided to basically introduce everybody to the antagonist in the story Randall and kind of give a little background and history as to how Rendall became Rendall. Because he didn't start out that way. So there's that. And then over in horror, 
we have DC Diamondopolis back. Yay! I just love her stuff with the creep factor. And I was actually reading this because I do a read through of everything first and then I'll sit down and I'll get serious and I'll edit. And usually I do my read throughs while I'm lying in bed. So I was reading this and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to work tomorrow. I work in a creepy part of town and Oh, Hmm. I've had some people like this in my store. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that kind of gave me the willies. And then we have Clean to the Bone by Steve Carr. And this man can write scary. Let me tell you. He can write, like, just, he's writing the words and I'm seeing it playing out in my head. And sometimes that's not a good thing. And yeah. And then we have another newcomer, Don, I'm hoping I pronounce your last name right, DeBraille, and Wrecked. And this is, um, when I was talking to her, this is based off of, I do believe it was Hurricane Michael. Don't quote me on that. And the wreckage in the Florida Panhandle from when it came through. And I remember seeing a lot of... Um, the destruction on, you know, news posts and things like that. And yeah, you got to read it. You got to read it. And then Dave dominates. David K. Montoya dominates action and suspense this month with Through the Eyes of Madness, part 17. And oh my God, all I have to say is I knew it. 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 Ah! Got to read it. Got to read it. If you've been following along, you're going to read this one and go, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. But who the hell is the other guy? Damn it. <laughs> but look for the clues because they're there. They're there. Okay. Then we have science fiction. And Alan Russo has resurrected the Protector series. And I think this might be the final installment called The Protector and the Death Race. Um, yep, check that one out. And then we have Walter G. Esselman and Rocco Matthias in But the Chicken. <laughs> I love that title. But the Chicken! But the Chicken! But the Chicken! So, yeah, that was a really good read. I really enjoyed that one. And then we have, and that is to be continued next month. And then Tom Fowler. Dude, he can write science fiction. Because I'm reading this, and it's called Mr. Smith, and this is just part one. Now, I've read the entire thing, so I'm not going to say too, too much, because I know. Um, but I'm reading it, and I'm going, could it? Is it? Maybe? Oh. Because you're not quite sure. So, yeah. Check that one out. And then over in the humor, we have the ever-lovely... Mike Lutz and his Chernobyl pizza. I can honestly say I'm not exactly sure I would ever want to try that. So, the story's good. Sounds delish. But, you know, I don't know. Chernobyl pizza. Check it out. So, that's what we have for stories and poems. Now, the art gallery... I will be honest with you. I have not seen what is in the art gallery. 
all of the artwork went to Dave this month and he dealt with that. I was just not in a position to, um, handle that this month. So he very gracefully in the midst of his own grieving, um, took care of the art gallery for me this month. Thank you so much. You make a great team, dude. You really do. And I would be telling you what's in there, but I'm still waiting for the page. There we go. There we go. Okay. So this month we got, um, something a little different from Ed, which is really showcasing his, um, Oh God, I am such at a loss for words today. Jeez. Um, versatility. It's showcasing his versatility because what we've been putting up lately has had that old 80s, 60s comic book feel. And this is something different and it's called Build Him Stronger. And I do believe it's I did see this one. I did see this one. I did send this one to Dave. Um, and I do believe it's all just black. Yes, it is. It's just black and white. And I had seen it posted on Facebook and he, he calls them his, his, uh, a lunchtime drawings. And I'm like, dude, you do that at lunchtime? What the hell? And I really, really liked it. So there you have him. Build him stronger. So that's that one. And then we have Boriana Ananieva and New Again. Since my computer lets me see it. Ooh, I like that one. Really, really do. You got to check it out. She does women, like just the wispiness of the hair and the look in the eyes. Just incredible incredible work and then we have one that i did also okay so i lied i did see a couple of these um a whole new take on goldilocks and the three bears by dan hammond well done dan i really like that that that's kind of yeah you know you got papa bear looking at goldilocks going oh baby bears looking up going and you are and mama bears like oh no no chicky poo you need like she's got the rolling pin and you've got to go <laughs> you've got to go there's the door it's been a long winter i'm furry you need to go <laughs> i really there's so much going on in this picture like just the the expressions alone um yeah well done dan well done i like it and then we have Clayton Barton and his one entitled My New Friend. Whoa, My New Friend. Mm-hmm. That is the stuff of, oh, I don't know. I would, I originally, when I first looked at this, which is just now, um, I would say it's the stuff of nightmares, but you see this look on this child's face and it's a look of of almost joy and excitement you know i finally have a friend and then you look at this 
stitched together, sharp-toothed, really scary-looking teddy bear thing. And you're thinking, ooh. But then you realize that this child really, really loves that ugly-looking thing. And it's it's almost a velveteen rabbit thing. You know, like, the uglier you are, the more you're loved. And you see the scissors and the needle and the nightlight. And to me, it says that they needed that friend to protect them from the scary stuff in the dark. Because you look at the background and it's obviously not a rich home. It's not a, a well-off family. And that kid made their own friend. And they, they, they're happy. At least that's what I get from it. Could be totally wrong. And then we have, which also is our cover art this month, um, one by David K. Montoya called Autism Awareness. Because April is Autism Awareness Month, as you all know. And as you may or may not know, uh, Dave's oldest child, Jaden, is high-functioning aut- autistic. And Dave has basically dedicated his life to giving Jaden the best possible chance he can have at a good, productive, happy life. I mean, when you're being told your kid's not going to do this and your kid's not going to do that, you might as well just throw them away and stick them somewhere. And you brush all that aside and end up with a kid going off to college. I'd say you dedicated your life to your kids. And he does that. He does. um, I mean, I talk to Dave all the time. I've developed quite a friendship with him. And I am forever grateful for it because he's, you know, pulled me off the ledge a few times. But I see him, how he interacts with his children, and, you know, he's very proud of all of his kids. And I know autism hits very close to home for him. So that's why we made this issue our autism awareness issue. And if you don't know what autism is, go look it up. Don't believe the first three articles you see because they're probably going to be crap. But really research it. Really look into it. Um, and we're not going to get onto the topic of vaccinations, so we're going to move on now. Anyway. So that is our magazine this month. And of course, as always, we have our reviews. We have our movie review from my favorite movie reviewer, Jason Bashard. And he did two movies this month. He did Bodied and Anna and the Apocalypse. I honestly did not know just by those titles that they were musicals. I didn't know Jason liked musicals. So I'm going to have to, I think next Sunday, I'm going to check those two out. And hopefully have another good movie Sunday instead of a bad movie Sunday. So thank you, Jason, for your movie reviews. And then Luna. Luna came back this month. I don't know if she's going to be back next month, but she popped in this month. And 
did a review of Shari Lapina's The Couple Next Door. And yeah, I think I'm probably not going to put that one on my reading list. Just from her review, I, being a writer and having one, two, three, four books in the process of being written, I get very little time to actually read, um, and most of my free reading time is taken up with reading submissions for the magazine. So when I do get a chance to read just for fun, just for entertainment, I'm very selective on what I read. I'm not going to waste my time on something that isn't going to be enjoyable. Because I don't have a lot of free reading time. So, thank you for that, Luna. I will keep your review in mind and probably steer clear from that. And as you said, keep reading Dave's story. And then over in the video game review, we have Priceless dressed up. Well, Dave dressed up as Priceless this month. And a very sick Dave. And he played Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. So check that one out. I'm assuming it was a good game. I read the review. I don't play video games very often. I used to play World of Warcraft, but I'm more of a solitaire and word games and that's it. And that's usually just in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee just to kind of get my brain going. And then we have our art review by David K. Montoya. And I'm pretty sure he's figured out by now that he's not leaving the art review. He is stuck in that position forever. (laughs) And he did a review in honor of Autism Awareness Month. He did a review of Stephen Wilshire, who is the the autistic artist. And I learned a lot from Dave's review, um, enough so that I actually went and I looked up Stephen Wilshire's art and his history and more than what was just in the review. And wow, just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then last but not least, our commentary from the founder, David K. Montoya. He's all over the magazine this month. He's a little, feeling a little creative. But, uh, yep, check out his commentary. And then we have our Mythmaster. Creepily awesome as always. And his interview with Melissa Ridley Elms. And I love it when people get into the fun of the interview, especially in the podcast version. And they, they play with it and they enjoy themselves because it just makes it so much better. It really does. And it's a really enjoyable, um, podcast. You can read the written part, which is also very enjoyable. 
my preference. I prefer the podcast. I did enjoy reading it. Um, but you get so much more in the podcast. So check that out. Well done, Mythmaster. Well done. I know. I know. My turn's coming. You keep threatening me, but you know, yet here I sit. <laughs> Are you a chicken? Oh no. I think I just threw down. I just got myself into a bunch of trouble, I'm sure. And then you may have noticed this month, or not, if you didn't get the link and you haven't been to check out the magazine, we no longer have the section called forum. We now, it's now labeled podcast. You can click on it and it'll take you to the Mythmasters podcast. And as time goes on, we will have um, more podcasts there. I'm pretty sure um, the world of Mythbits might end up there, but that's our podcast page. And you'll notice there's this lovely banner underneath all the the tabs for the pages. And that, if you click that banner, that will take you directly to the World of Mythbits podcast page, where you can listen to it at your leisure on whatever platform you want. Oh, come on, load, load. Oh. I, my internet is very, very slow tonight because my girl child is home and she has the <clears throat> Xbox on and it likes to suck up all of the internet. It just, it's all mine. Yeah. You know, so if you click on the world of myth bits banner, it will take you to the, Hey, look at that. I did have the episode number, right? Huh. I love that. Okay. So, yeah. So that's the magazine this month. And that's what's been going on with me this month. Um, please don't forget to go and read the stories. Vote for your favorites. Comment. Let us know you've been there. If you're not receiving the emails, because the magazine comes out every month on the 24th. So you should wake up on the 24th and you should have an email saying, hey, here's the new issue. Check it out. And usually sometime during the day on the 24th, Dave will post direct links to your story, your poem, your artwork, your review, whatever it is you've contributed. Um, if you're not getting, if you don't have that email on the 24th, say, hey, hello. What happened? I didn't get the email. Get the email. So that we know, because if you didn't get it, that means everybody on the subscribers list didn't get it. Which means your stuff's not being read. Your stuff's not being voted on. And that really sucks. So, yeah, make sure you check in your email. If you don't have the email, let us know if there's a problem. Let us know, you know, the huge, the huge. So that's our magazine for this month. You can check it out at www.theworldofmyth.com. 
and you can check out the podcast by clicking the banner that says official podcast of the World of Myth magazine, and that is the World of Myth Bits. That's me. And it'll take you to the Jayzo Mon Hub. I don't know. It takes you somewhere. And there's a plethora, plethora, I mean, big words now, plethora of podcasts for you to listen to over there, not just mine. Check them all out. And um, get those submissions in. I've already got a... I'm going to use a Canadian term. I already got a whack of submissions. So starting next Sunday, I will be going through them and editing them. So if you've sent something in and I haven't responded, then if you don't hear from me by, say, next Monday or Tuesday, no, a week from today, you don't hear from me a week from today just shoot me an email and say hey you know i sent something in did you get it let me know um and keep in mind our word count if you're sending in something that is more than the 2500 to 3000 word count i am going to break it up so just be prepared for that if you want to break it up in a certain spot, then do that before you send it and label them, like send them as two separate attachments, part one, part two. And make sure they're both within those word limits. They can be less than 2,500 words. That's fine. But 3,000 is our max. I have to cut it off at 3,000. Um, so I try and even it up and I try and, and cut it off at a good spot that's going to kind of leave the reader hanging going oh ooh, I can't wait till next month um and I normally do remember to put to be continued <laughs> again I'm terribly sorry Walter but anyway so yeah keep it and and if you want it to be a series then break it up into the designated word count, mark them, part one, part two, part three, part 77, whatever. And then send them to me or send them to me once a month. That way I'm not liable to lose them. I would actually prefer it if you would send it to me once a month, one piece at a time. That would be great. (laughs) So, and also... At some point, um, no, I think I'll keep that surprise till later. And oh, thank God you guys were about to almost hear the girliest of girl screams ever. I thought there was a spider on my shoulder, but it was a piece of black fluff. Yeah, and I don't have any small children to offer to the spider like I do, like I did the shark in the last podcast, so... Okay, I am at the 45-minute mark, almost 46-minute mark, so I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week, and we will see you, well, we won't see you, but we will chat at you all next week. Have a wonderful week. Get some sun if you can. Stay warm if you have to, because if you live where I live, you know, chances are you're going to get more snow. And 
Don't forget to go and check out www.theworldofmyth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at The World of Myth Magazine or The World of Myth Bits. You can check us out on Twitter at The World of Myth. And you can check out the podcast at WTWOMBP, The World of Myth Bits. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa B. Come give me a follow. You can find me on Facebook at Stephanie Barty, author. I have a fan page. Um, I also have a friend page, but I don't always accept all friend requests. So if you want to know more about what's going on with me, follow the fan page. You'll always get updates. And one of these days I will update my website, I promise. Um, it's just so overwhelming, just the thought. I created it and just the thought of updating it is rather overwhelming. But I will get there. And that's www.stephaniebardi.me. So, all right, we will catch you all on the flip side. Have a good week and see ya. The World of Mythbits.